0: Praise the Lord. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise this morning. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. worthy. Thank you, Jesus. What a mighty God we serve today. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lamb. So good to see brother and sister Knight with us today back home at Gantt Peel. God bless you guys. And there's some others here as well that I think used to come. I'm sorry I do not know names. I'm horrible. Even once I learn your name, I forget your name. So uh, it's just so glad to have everybody today. I also want to give congratulations to Nathan and Beth who are now engaged. Congrats to you guys. I don't know. Maybe I got more excited than you did, Nathan. I don't know. I was just... I was. I was so excited. I I just happened to be on Facebook, and and Beth posted a picture. And when she posted, I just hurried up and hit love. And I was like, huh, I'm the first one to do this. And so I put, I'm the first. Congrats. made me feel good about myself. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles this morning, three dimensions of the anointing. I want to get right into it this morning. If I do not finish it in time, I will not hold you for an hour to finish this. If I get rushed for time, I will just stop, and I'll finish it up tonight. Um, but but I do want to take my time here because I feel like I, I have a word for us today. How many of you know we live in a paradox of times? And when I say a paradox of times, I'm referring to the fact that trouble's lurking in every direction. It doesn't matter where you look, there is trouble everywhere. Everywhere that you go, it doesn't matter. You you turn on the news and guess what? There's trouble. You, you look at coronavirus. I just got a, a message, matter of fact, I was sitting there on the base of my... My um, uh, arm started vibrating, I looked at my watch and it was talking about Dr. Fauci who's now saying you shouldn't aboard ships or you should not travel, the coronavirus is spreading like wildfire, you've got to be cautious, take care of yourself. I watched the news this morning and they said the shelves are emptying of hand sanitizer. So I come in, I tell Sandra, if you don't mind, go on your computer really quick, we order a lot of stuff from Sam's Club. I said, if you would get on real quick, we need to order a good supply, you know, just make sure we don't run out. Out of stock. There is fear on every... We live in a troubled time. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm afraid that I have to announce to you that I believe we are in the last days. I just believe it. According to 1 Timothy, or 2 Timothy rather, and chapter 3, the Bible calls the last days perilous times. It's it's not going to be an easy time. It's going to be a time that people are going to be in chaos, chaos. So I don't doubt... That we are not truly living in the last days. I believe we are. And I believe that it's the worst of times. You know we talk about times getting better. For the world it's going to get worse. Everybody understand what I'm saying. The world's going to get worse. So if you're looking for Washington to get better. If you're looking for the events in our world to get better. I have bad news for you. And gloomy news. It's going to get worse. But that message is for the world. Not the church. I'm going to say that again, this message of getting worse is for the world, it is not for the church. Because while we're in a paradox of times, and while we're living in the last days, and we see all around the globe that we are in the worst of times, according to Joel two in Acts chapter two, the Bible says that there's going to be a spirit that's going to pour out among the people of God. While the world is going to hell in a handbasket, heaven is going to come down the earth. It's going to kiss the earth right there in the middle of churches all around the world. I'm glad today to be a child of the King, and I'm glad that the Holy Spirit is running through my veins today. And while people are scared about viruses and all these things going on, I'm glad that Jesus is still holding me in the palm of His hands. Come hell or high water, I'm in His hands, in His protection. So while we're in this paradox, while times are their worst, I want you to understand that for the church, We need to be keenly aware of the fact that there can be some of the best times that the church has ever had right now in the last day and hour that we live in. We are in need of an outpouring of the power of the Holy Spirit. We must be awakened to the fact that God is going to use His people as conduits to a world that is hopeless. We spoke about this a little as I was teaching Wednesday night in my class. We talked about being the conduit and how that God works through us. Revival comes from God, but it will come through His people. It is through preachers. It is through ministry of singing. It's through other Christians. We are the conduit of this Holy Spirit that is now come from heaven to earth. He is living inside of us. Now it is our job to just to cast Him into the world through prayer through touching, through laying on of hands through, through these things. We are the conduit. So if the world is going to have revival guess who it's going to come through? It is going to come through the people that are sitting on these church pews today. You are the hope of the world and if the Holy Spirit is living inside of you then you have no excuse not to reach out to a world that is hurting, to a world that is in desperation, and let them know that God is blessing His people. So if they don't want to be a part of the fearful crowd, if they don't want to be of the part that feels like things are falling apart, then they need to come join the Lord's side, because the Lord's side is always going to be the winning side. Somebody ought to say amen today. When God is looking to pour out His Spirit upon us, the Scripture reveals us that not all people are going to be willing to accept Him. We speak of how hungry we are for God, yet we are not willing often as Christians even to go the extra mile. We want God to move. We talk about being hungry and thirsty after the things of God, but when it comes to us doing our part and being committed, oftentimes we fail to do so. We talk about how we want to hear the voice of God speaking to us. But in the scriptures I'm going to show you this morning, I find three different realms of the anointing today, or we could say three different levels that I want to reflect on. The first one is this. Let's go to Exodus 20 and verse 18, and and we'll go verse by verse here. The Bible said, Now all the people witnessed the thunderings. This is Moses and the children of Israel. All the people, and and as you can notice, there's the people on the ground, and then there's a mountain on top of the mountain. Even in this picture, I tried to depict it as well as possible, there is a cloud or smoke that is filling the mountain. The smoke represents the presence of God, the glory of God that is on the mountain. Now all the people witnessed or saw the thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet, and the mountain was smoking. And when the people saw it they trembled and stood afar off. The First dimension of the anointing, and please hear me today. I don't want to judge anybody for what level you're at. We need every level that I'm gonna preach on this morning, so please don't misunderstand me. I am not taking the people at the foot of the mountain and giving you a slap on the wrist and saying shame on you, all right? I'm not saying that. The people at the second level or third level, we are all needing these people, but God is desiring for all of us, regardless of what level we're at. He wants us at the top of the mountain is what I want us to understand today in this service. The afar off. People. The first dimension of the anointing. For the afar-off people, there's a challenge. The passage speaks to us of these people that are a distance away. Do you know we need afar off people even in our ministry? Because these people challenge us. These people were frightened of the presence of God so much that they literally begged Moses, would you go hear from God and then speak God's word through yourself to us? These people are satisfied with the second-hand smoke. They do not want to be a part of the smoke on the mountain. They'll just take second-hand smoke. How many of you understand what second-hand smoke is? Now, in, in a carnal sense, a worldly sense, and in real life we call second-hand smoking. I was walking into a restaurant just yesterday with a family and this guy takes a big whiff of one in front of me I said, My Lord, I'm going to smell like I've been smoking. And so I walk into the restaurant, all the way in, I can smell this second hand smoke and I'm telling you I don't like secondhand smoke but in their mind first hand would be literally smoking the cigarette but when we spiritualize this and we look at the smoke representing the presence of God not a cigarette but the presence of God these people are satisfied with the second hand they're satisfied with standing back God is up there God is moving on the mountain but to them oh just let some of that smoke you know it'll roll down the mountain I'll, I'll get a little bit there's some people that are like that All they want is a little bit of God Because as long as you get a little bit of God It won't change you If, if, if you just get a little touch every now and then A little hand raise A little you know, touch, a wave of glory It's going to be alright But those people don't want to be consumed by the smoke Because when God consumes you He changes you so, so maybe we can just stand afar off It's the spectator It's the person that says Man, I enjoy watching other people be blessed." you ever heard anybody say that oh I'm just blessed by seeing you be blessed well I want to say something today it will bless me to see you get blessed but it will bless me more if I get blessed So I'm not settling for a second. It challenges leaders because we see these people at the foot of the mountain. And we say to ourselves, my God, we don't want them to stay at the foot of the mountain. We want them to go to a higher place with God. We want them to experience the glory of God for themselves. See, we must understand, it's this challenge, the presence of God. Is it something to be afraid of, but something to embrace? You know, so often, we I've had people, they talk about they're scared. You know, when the Spirit gets to move, and I've had people say, Well, I feel uncomfortable. When the Spirit begins to move, let me tell you something. Don't be afraid of the Spirit of God. Embrace the Spirit of God. Let me tell you, the Spirit of God has never hurt anyone. He's a gentleman, and I promise you, all things are done decently and order when it is truly in the genuine Spirit of God, according to the Apostle Paul. You don't have to fear that. You need to keep walking forward. Get closer and closer to the presence of God, not further and further away. You see, afar off people must hear from Him. They must hear the gospel they still need to hear from him today while they seem to be so far away they still have a hunger for God you see these people they could have left altogether am I not right could they not have went to their houses all right God's moving they could have went to their houses so I'm not trying to not the people that are far off I'm telling you at least they stayed around am I right at least they stayed around to witness God's presence all right at least they came to church. They could have stayed home and said, I'm not going to church today. So thank God that it doesn't matter if they're far off. At least they came to church today to hear what thus saith the Lord. That's a good thing. So I'm not knocking the afar off people We need them How will they hear if we don't tell them The Lord's command has already said For us to go to all the world Preach this gospel We have to tell them If we are to tell them Thus saith the Lord Then we must be anointed to hear And he will appoint someone to speak If we just listen to the voice of God Listen to him Rely on the message that has been bathed In the Holy Spirit This dry and thirsty world, even dry and thirsty Christians will be thankful when they hear the word of the Lord even if they are afar off the second group of people, Exodus 24 9 as I hurry along then Moses went up also Aaron, Nadab and Abihu and 70 of the elders of Israel this is the second dimension of the anointing now, I must mention to you that the afar off people that are in the crowd, there are a guesstimate of 2.4 million people. Everybody with me, 2.4 million afar of off people. But the second group that I want to deal with is this the ascending people. They, they want to go higher. How many are there? Out of 2.4 million, there are 73 people in this passage. Seventy-three that want to go to the second dimension of the anointing. This passage speaks of those, the seventy, the seventy elders, and then Moses and, and Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, of course. So Moses would make seventy-four, but the men that went with him were seventy-three men that wanted to go. They were driven. They were compelled. These people are determined to succeed. They don't want to stay with the afar-off people. They are driven. They do not let anything detour them. It doesn't matter matter what the others say, they are willing to do whatever it takes to get there. If you need to preach, they'll preach a sermon. If they need to be part of the prayer group, they'll pray. If they need to fast, if there's a church fast, they're willing to fast. If they need to ask forgiveness of a sin that they've committed to someone, the ascending people are willing to do whatever it takes because they're dedicated. Dedicated means wholly committed ascending people are dedicated. We need them in the ministry for our support. This is the kind of anointing that is upon special people who are there in the heat of the battle. The ascending people are the people that whenever you're going through a struggle guess who calls you and says just wanted you to know I'm praying for you. The ascending people at this next level of the anointing are the people that when you come to an altar and you're crying they're the ones you're going to feel that are going to pat you on the back and you know sister so and so just came to pray for you you know brother so and so you hear his voice behind you these are the ascending people you see Moses had his 73 Jesus had his 12 Paul had Timothy and Silas too many people never make it to this level of anointing because they will not commit to Jesus Jesus Now, I know we may not shout yet. By the time we get on top of the mountain, we can all shout together. But on the way there, it's going to be tough. All right? It just is. Holy committed. Whatever happened to commitment in the church of our God? My mother worked a full-time job. She was a postal carrier for many years. We had a church that at one point, we really couldn't afford to pay anybody to clean the church. God forbid you ask somebody to do something for free. And so we said, well, we've got to do it. I've seen my mama many, many times say, you know what, Jim, we're going to stay after church night. It'd be a Thursday night. We didn't start church at 7 o'clock. We didn't most of the time get out the 8.30, sometimes 9 o'clock because we'd actually shout and have church up in there. 9 o'clock, we're getting finished. I'm tired. I went to school all day. I got homework today. I'm busy. I, I need to go home. I need to rest, you know. Here I am, a teenage kid. But what did mama do? She says, son, if you're too tired, you can go lay down. You can take a nap. But me and sister so-and-so are going to have to clean the church tonight. There's nobody else to do it. We're going to do it. And so I'd get me a little scrub brush. Listen, people think, they say, oh, you a pastor now. You're... Let me tell you something. I've had the scrub brush. I've cleaned the bathroom. I'm not above doing that. I remember as a teenager, I grabbed that scrub brush. I scrubbed toilets. I mop floors All doing it free For the kingdom of God See And I looked at my mom And I thought God how in the world Does she do it I mean My daddy He's a drunk he He's not I mean this man God have mercy He's never come to church He always ridicules her For coming to church Ridicules her For her salvation How in the world Can she be so committed But I watched her As she vacuumed that church We'd get home sometime On Thursday night At 11.30 12 o'clock at night She'd go to bed Get up early the next morning I'd get up early to go to school She'd get early to go to work And I saw it week after week after week Until we finally found somebody else That would vacuum and clean the bathrooms at the church Whatever happened to committed people There's a lot Listen There's 2.4 million that are afar off There's only 73 people That are saying I'll be dedicated Jesus I'll do whatever it takes Here I am Lord Lord Where is the Isaiah that says, here am I? The Lord said, who will we send? Who will go? And he responded. He said, hey. Here am I, Lord. Just send me. I'll be willing to go. Where are those people? Listen to me, folks. We talk about good old-fashioned revival. We talk about the hunger we have for God. If we were as hungry as we said we were, we would be committed to the church. We would be committed to God. We would be more committed to prayer. We would be more committed to His Word if we really. God, help me preach here. If we really wanted to go to another dimension of the anointing. But too many are a far off people. I don't knock these people. We need these people. But I'm challenging you. As a leader today. Everyone in this building. I am challenging you to come up higher. I am challenging every one of you not to settle for secondhand smoke. I am challenging you. Listen to me. I heard what Hillary said, and I listened to what she said, and how that there's an atmosphere of praise when these kids go places like Shabbat. and how there's worship going on. There's others that are worshiping in their midst. and shame on us when we do not create that environment. Listen to me. But it may not be identical. It may not be the same thing as they do. But at the end of the day, there is no excuse why churches across America should have to send our kids to conferences Have to go to camp meetings to have a move of God My God, last time I checked, it's still the same yesterday Today and forever What God is looking for is for a group of people That will say, I will be committed I I, got to move on, I got to move on, I got to move on God, help me, God, help us These ascending people, they're determined people, meaning that they have a firm decision and nothing or nobody can deter them. These people are anointed to work. They're determined to do whatever it takes. They're few and far between to find because it takes someone to pay the price to get to this next level of anointing. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Does anybody remember that old song? And then when you, though none go with me, still I will follow. Though none, go with. Though everybody else is going to stay It listen to me, 73 people got the gall up to leave 2.4 million people behind that are ridiculing them, thinking what in the world do you guys think you're doing? They were determined to get to the next place of the anointing. Look at Luke 4.18. See, I'm telling you, we must understand what this anointing entails. We must understand what happens when the Spirit of God truly begins to work through our lives. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me He has anointed me to bring good news To the poor He has sent me to proclaim that captives Listen to this declaration Captives will Be released The blind Will See my God That the oppressed will My God oh, Jesus help, help Jimmy today Oh I'm just old school on Do you remember the days when we used to pray for people and things happened? Do you remember the day when we used to lay hands on the sick and they recovered? Anybody remember that? Has anybody ever seen that? Let me tell you why we saw it. Because we were climbing up the mountain. We were not sitting around spectating, waiting on somebody else to do it. We weren't waiting on Sister Angie to get a prayer through to Jesus. We knew we could get a prayer through all by ourselves. We didn't need anybody else to pray for us. Oh, God. There was a day when we truly believed that the Spirit will set them free. See, these people that have climbed to this second dimension of anointing, they understand captives will be released. When was the day when we had confidence to go to people that were drug addicts that everybody had tried to help and we let them know, you know what? You've been to all these places to try to get assistance. You've tried these AA meetings. You've tried all these things. Let me tell you something. You all try coming to our church one Sunday. Whatever happened to the day that drunkards walked in with, bread, with their breath smelling like liquor, but they got up from the altar sober because the Holy Spirit changed their life? Whatever happened to drug heads and meth addicts that came into our churches possessed with devils, but before they left by the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we cast that devil out and said, You will be set free in the name of Jesus. Whatever happened? The Bible says, "The Spirit of the Lord's come upon me." Let me hurry. The, the oppressed will be set free. That the time of the Lord's favor has come. See, I want to tell you what I like about ascending people. Are you ready? I like ascending people because ascending people believe the best is yet to come. Now, the far off people, they're "Well, oh, we still have church every Sunday. I don't see it getting any better." The world's in a mess. Man, it's just signs of the end time. All right, that's your story. You stick to it. My story is that God's going to pour out His Spirit in the end times. <laughs> My story is that there has never been a day that somebody's called out to God that God didn't hear their cry. I'm His child. He's listening to me. The acceptable year of the Lord has come. The favor of the Lord has come. See, see, the, the people that are ascending, they refuse to cling to. To the past... They embrace the future. They embrace tomorrow. They embrace what will be. Because the ascending people understand this. That the closer that they get to the smoke. The more anointing that fills their life. The more that will be set free. The closer they get to the top of the mountain. The more demon possessions that will be cast out. The closer they get to the top. The more anointed they'll preach their message. The closer they get get to the top, the better their song's going to be. Somebody ought to help this Pentecostal preacher preach today. I'm glad to tell you I'm moving up the mountain. So excuse me if you want to stay at the bottom, and I'm not knocking you today, I'm not wrist- slapping you on your wrist, but I'm telling you, I'm ascending to a higher place. 73. Now, let's, let's close with this. Exodus 24, 15. Then Moses, everybody still with me? How many went with him? Though none go with me, still I will find. Maybe that's when he wrote this song. I don't know. Maybe they read this scripture and be like, man, I got to write this verse to this song. Though none go with me. Then Moses went up into the mountain and a cloud, or can I just say the Spirit of God, covered the mountain. Now this is the third dimension of the anointing folks. One person made it to the top. One person made it to the top. It is amazing to me that so often... Do you know now that every one of us can enter into the presence of the Lord? There used to be a veil. There used to be a high priest. There used to be these procedures that we had to go through. We had to do sacrifices and burn offerings and incense offerings and, and sin offerings and blah, blah, blah. And all these other offerings um, for an, an offering for another offering to the other offering. But now God has given us the right that all we've got to do is call on His name and He hears our prayer. The veil in the temple with Jesus Christ died on Calvary. the Bible said the veil that stood between God and man was ripped in twain and now we have direct access Jesus is our high priest he knows my infirmities he knows my pain because he's been there and done that somebody ought to hear what I'm telling you today see these third people are what I want to call abiding people we got a far off people we got ascending people and now we got abiding people do you understand what the word abiding means it means you just want to live there I can't stay at the foot of the mountain any longer. I can't just climb half halfway up the mountain and think about what would happen if I would just get to the top. What could God do in our church? What could God do in my ministry? What could God do in what in the world? Could God do in the world? If I would just climb to the top of the mountain, I'm tired of that. I don't have time to do that. You have to understand that Moses is alone, but he has a passion. That means strong and barely controllable actions. He cannot control himself. His emotions are out of control. Abiding people have this burning passion, this burning desire that they don't want to just get a Shrinkle of secondhand smoke. They don't want to get a little closer so they can hear the thunder. They want to actually abide with him. They want to dwell with him. They want to get in the middle of the cloud. Do you understand what I'm telling you? They want to be slap dab in the middle of his presence. Although they are few in number, the abiding people that get to the third dimension of this anointing, to them the presence of the Lord is still breathtaking. To them every time they walk into a church and they recognize that Jesus has walked into the house, they leave saying what an awesome service it was today because they felt the presence of God in their soul. It is much like Peter, James, and John that got on top of the mountain Of transfiguration You know the story The Bible said That after God had fallen That the Bible said Peter said You know what Lord why don't we just stay here Why don't we just live here On top of this mountain Because of the glory of God That had filled the house Please hear me This is a place of revival This is a place of renewal In the Lord That speaks to The afar off people To the ascending people This is where God Begins to pour himself out on us that are willing to dwell and live where he is abiding people are desperate for him listen to me do you remember the day when Jesus was all you need anybody remember that day how many of you in this house grew up poor some of you know what I'm talking about yes sir how many of you remember days when mama had to pray that God would put the next meal on your table Come on somebody. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God Almighty. Listen to me. I'm telling you Sister Collins was one that was so special in our church. She prayed. Didn't have food. I told you this not too many weeks ago. She prayed. Set the table. Called the kids in. A knock on the door comes. It's undoubtedly an angel of the Lord. She doesn't see anybody. There's two bags of groceries. She had faith to believe that God was about to send exactly what they needed and God supplied their need. Whatever happened to the day. But let me tell you something folks. The church was closer to the top of the mountain then than we've ever been before. Can anybody agree with me? I mean you talk about prayer. We prayed. We had to pray. Because prayer was the only answer. Prayer was our only sufficiency to keep us alive. It was milled a meal. It was poor days. It was when mom and daddy had to cry out to God. Grandma and grandpa had to beg God for help. It was in those times that the church was more desperate for God than they've ever been before. Today we've got everything we need so we are comfortable at the foot of the mountain. We have everything we could dream of. We live in a nice house. We drive a nice car. We go to a nice church. We hear a little nice sermon and a nice song. Everything is good. We are satisfied to stay at the foot of the mountain. But I am begging you by the grace of God today to get back to the place that Jesus is all that you need. I'm begging you today to get back to the place that says if they take my house, I'm going to need Jesus. If they take my cars, then just give me Jesus. My God, the abiding people get to a place that Jesus and His presence, it's all that they desire. Whatever happened to the day that whenever we prayed around the altar and people got the praying and crying and begging for God to bless them. Presence of God filled the altar. People got touched. The Spirit of God was so strong that the pastor didn't even dismiss the service. Anybody ever been in one of those? I've done it before. I was the pastor and I sat in the altar. I just let people leave. You know, hey, if you want to go, go ahead. You know Why? Because I had gotten in the cloud. The smoke had infiltrated me. The smoke was all around me. And those moments, or not often. Those moments come few and far between. So as I was sitting there at that altar. And the presence of God is surrounding me. It is at that moment that I just wanted to sit there. I didn't want to leave it. I wanted to stay there. And that's why when other people left. I just sat at the altar. Because I said God this is a good place. I don't want to leave it. I'm just going to abide here. I'm just going to stay here. But very few people ever get to that place. And here goes And here goes Moses as he's climbing up this mountain and he gets to the top in the presence of God. Now I want you to listen to this. In the abiding place of the Lord is the beauty of His holiness. Moses saw His glory in the cloud. What is this cloud? It draws such a presence of God. What is it that creates such a passion for God? In Exodus 24, Moses desired it. He stayed on that mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. David dedicated himself to the presence of God through the Ark of the Covenant. He danced before the Lord with all his might. Isaiah devoted himself to the cloud and the smoke that The temple and the train of God Just filled the whole house Peter, James and John Declared it on the mount of transfiguration Peter was destined for it When he walked on the water The disciples were drunk in the spirit On it Oh that we would long to get into His presence again Can you give God a hand clap of praise I want to close with this Come on to the piano, Sandra, I'm done. And lastly, abiding people, they have to obtain power. The smoke, the cloud, will cause you to live differently. It makes you live a lifestyle devoted to dwelling in His presence. People who are in the smoke take on a different lifestyle. This type of smoke will cause us to live with passion. We breathe differently. We rely on someone else we need spiritual CPR it is according to Acts 17 28 it is in him that we move and live and breathe and have our being he will breathe on you while you are in his presence he did it in Genesis chapter 2 as Adam was sitting there a dead man but God breathed the spirit of life into him in Acts chapter 2 the disciples are in the upper room waiting for God to send the Spirit and like a mighty rushing wind His presence filled the house the breath of life listen when God breathes on a place dead things come to life when God breathes on a place dead dreams come back alive when the presence of God breathes on a place things happen things change these abiding people pursue God they see things differently. They have smoke in their eyes, if you will. They walk by faith and not sight. Their position is staying low to the ground. They pray. They're humble. For God said, if you'll pray and exalt my name in due time, I will lift you up. It was in 1 Chronicles seven fourteen that God said, If my people which are called by my name, If they'll just humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I'm going to hear from heaven. I'm gonna forgive their sin. I will heal their land. The abiding people are in the presence of God. The evidence of smoke is on you. You smell like smoke. You look like smoke. You taste like smoke. Look at Acts 4:13. 4, 4, As I close it, in, the members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men. With no special training in the scriptures But look at this They also recognized them as men Who had been with Jesus They had been on the top of the mountain Now anybody can spot a far off people They're not hard They're religious Oh I go to church Who's the pastor's name? I have no idea but I go to church They're a far off people People that are sinning Yeah maybe you'll tell they're doing a little better But you cannot deny when someone's been on top of the mountain. Their sermon is different. Their singing is different. Their lifestyle is different. People on their job recognize it. You cannot deny when you've been in the presence of God. What I'm telling you in 2020, what we need is more people that will go to the top of the mountain and get where the smoke is. That's what God needs. For us to do. Let's stand. I'm closing with this thought tonight. I want to close with this. I will not be satisfied with secondhand smoke. I will not be satisfied with it. I will not do business as usual. I've got to get to the mountain and seek his face. So I want to close with this, and I want you to I want you to take this home with you. Are you ready? In one minute, I wanna I want to just put it in a nutshell. Two point four million were a far-off people. They're always complaining. Moses, you're the worst leader we've ever had. They rebelled against God. They rebelled against leadership. They longed to go back to Egypt. They never really got committed to God. 2.4 million. 73 ascended to the second dimension of the anointing. But even they were brought back to the first level by the people. Can I say something? Don't allow people to bring you down. Make Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Don't allow people to bring you, I don't care if it's your husband, your wife, your children, your best friend. Never come off the mountain to go down to them. Make them come up to where you are. Listen, you dating somebody or seeing somebody, And they want to stay way down here, and you trying to go up with God, you gotta tell them, honey, listen here. If you're gonna be with me, you gotta come higher. I'm not coming down there. You gotta come up the mountain. Seventy-three people come down. The leaders catered to the majority, and they built a gold calf. And even the people that had went to the second dimension went back down and their excuse to Moses when he came down from the mountain was we just, it just poof. It just popped up. And because the people, I saw that they were dancing and happy, we just worshipped it and said, Thank God, Baal, you've delivered us from Egypt. While one man, Moses alone, was getting God's plan for the tabernacle. He was getting the order that God had given for the Ark of the Covenant. He was getting the layout for the temple. And before he came down. This is too good. Man, it makes me want to shout. Before he came down, 2.4 people and that million and now the 73 have joined the cloud. They're dancing. Oh, thank you, Baal. Thank you, Baal. What a great golden calf we serve. But one man is on top of the mountain. And while they're carrying on down there half shalotly, my God, have mercy. God's ready to kill them all. He's so angry with them. Moses, go grab that stone over there. All right, Lord. Now, did you just hold the stone right there? And while you hold that, now, Moses, you've never experienced anything like this, but you've never been at a place like this before. You've been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. You're at another level. You've never been here. Don't be scared of my presence. I'm about to do something. I'm only going to do one time in history. I'll never do it again. I'm going to take my finger. And that stone that you are holding in your hand, I am going to write on it, number one, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. Number two, we are go- I am going to write and engrave the Ten Commandments in stone with my finger while you hold it, man of God. Now I need to ask you today, And I've went six minutes over and I know your stomachs are growling. But I'm going to open these altars and I need to ask you today, what level of anointing do you want to be at? Are you satisfied being afar off? Are you satisfied at the foot of the mountain? Are you satisfied watching God move but never feeling God? Watching God bless but never experiencing it for yourself? Watching other people like myself that are so excited today and jumping and shouting, Hallelujah! You don't even know what it feels like. Are you satisfied there? If you are, then stay. Are you ascending today? Have you moved a little higher the last few weeks? You say, God's been talking to me. Man, last couple months, I've been praying more and I've been praying. I've been reading the Bible more. I've been seeking God. I've even been telling people about Gapfield Church of God. Congratulations. You're at the second level of anointing. You are ascending up a mountain. Come on, somebody. But very few of us, we'll make it to the top where the presence of God becomes our existence. When I talk, it's the presence of God. The things I do, it's the presence of God. I'm surrounded. I can't help it. This cloud has surrounded me. The smoke of His glory is all over me. Now there's very few in this building that will make it to that level. Very few. But what if every one of us could? My God, what kind of revival would we have in Six Mile, South Carolina? I couldn't, even, I couldn't even handle it. I couldn't even handle it. It would be so powerful. The altars are open. Sing, Brian. The altars are open. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Take me to a higher place. Take me to a higher place, Jesus. Take me to a higher place.
1: Take me to a higher place. I need to be Stir in your presence. In
0: I want to get to the top of the mountain. I don't want to have to call somebody else to let pray for me. I want to be able to talk to you directly. I want to be in your presence. And you hear my prayer Stir too, Jesus.
1: My, heart, God. Let it let it
0: my God, hallelujah. Stir a passion. In heart, God, let, let, it it overflow. let it overflow. If you're in the pew today, go ahead and praise God where you are. Talk to God where you are. Right there in your seat. The presence of God is in this entire house. It's not just this altar. It's this entire house. God, put me in your presence. God, put me in your presence. Put me in the cloud. Put me in the smoke on the mountain. Let Rise, shut it up it rise, rise, all, rise. all for Jesus oh. <laughs> Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Breathe on me Holy One you Come your wonder now, open wide, my eyes to see, oh, there's so much more, Jesus, you are where it all begins, and your beauty calls me deeper in. Stir a passion in my heart, God. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Stir a passion in my heart, God. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Stir a passion in my heart. Let it overflow, let it overflow, stir a passion in my heart, God. Let it overflow, let it overflow, let it rise, let it rise, holy fire burn inside, let it rise, let it rise. All for Jesus, let it rise, let it rise. Holy fire burn inside, let it rise, let it rise. All for Jesus, let it rise, let it rise. Holy fire burn inside, let it rise, let it rise. All for Jesus, let it rise, let it rise. Holy fire burn inside, let it rise, let it rise, all for Jesus. Breathe on me, Holy. Oh. Come, reveal your wonder now. Open wide my eyes to see. Oh, there's so much more. Jesus, you are where it all begins. Your beauty calls me deeper in. Stir a passion in my heart, God. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Stir a passion in my heart, God. Let it. Overflow. Holy fire burn inside let it rise let it rise all for Jesus let it rise let it rise Holy fire burn inside let it rise let it rise all for Jesus let it rise let it rise Holy fire burn inside let it rise let it rise! All for Jesus, let it rise, let it rise, holy fire burn inside, let it rise, let it rise, all for Jesus.
0: Very few will get to the top of the mountain, but let me be one of them, Lord. Let me be one of them that does. Let me be one of them that climbs to the top.
1: Stir a passion in my heart, God, let it overflow, let it. Stir up passion in my heart, God. Let it overflow, let it overflow. Stir
0: On the way up the mountain, that old devil's going to try to knock you down. But when he knocks you down, get back up. Keep climbing. Because I promise you, when you finally do get to the top, it's going to be worth the fight. It's going to be worth the fight. I watched a Trump rally the other day, and I saw people that were standing outside waiting in line. They turned away people. That were just standing in line waiting to be there. To them, the wait was worth getting in to hear the president speak. How much more should we desire to be in the presence of the creator of the universe? If people are willing to wait in the line, don't no matter if it's rain and snow and sleet and they don't care, they just got to get inside to be with the guy. I'm going to tell you something, folks. That's the way it is. It's worth the wait. It's worth the fight. It's worth the struggle. Because once you get in his presence, my God, it's the best thing that will ever happen to you. Don't ever get discouraged. Keep climbing higher. Keep climbing higher. Keep playing, Sandra. Let them pray. Keep keep praying. God bless you. Tonight at 6 o'clock, we'll be having our service. We love you all.